Welcome to the Making It Happen podcast by The Tech Garden. The Tech Garden is Central New York's premier technology incubator fostering high-tech, high-growth companies in downtown Syracuse, New York, and this podcast explores what it means to be an entrepreneur right here in CNY. If you would like to know more about The Tech Garden, please visit thetechgarden.com or follow us on social media. Enjoy the show. We've also been part of some uh, river rescues where it was easy to identify um, people um, on an island um, that was a, 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 in the middle of a river um, and there was a flooding scenario and they were able to identify a homeless person on that, on that island and get a swift water boat out to them. After having the photo kite in the air for less than five minutes, they identified them with a thermal camera. So we've got the, 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 one of the really fun parts of this um, job and what we're doing is being part of public safety, being part of life-saving missions. Hi, I'm your host, Mia Tomasello, and in this episode, I sit down with Craig Marcinkowski, Senior Vice President of Strategy and Business Development at Photokite. Photokite is a Tech Garden member that produces a tethered drone that sits atop vehicles that provides public safety teams such as firefighters with critical situational awareness. Photokite was founded in Zurich, Switzerland in 2014 and has been awarded various recognitions, including the grand prize of $1 million in the 2018 Genius New York Accelerator, with Genius New York being the world's largest business accelerator competition for unmanned systems, IoT, and big data. So I'm excited to learn more about Photokite today. Listening that aren't familiar with Photokite, I kind of want to paint a picture of what exactly it looks like, what exactly it is. Photokite Sigma, is that correct? You got it. Is a, a red cargo box that sits atop a vehicle and opens up, and the tethered drone can then take off from it, resembling a kite. So, what are the benefits of the tethered drone, and why would someone, especially in public safety, choose? this over another drone or system? Great question, Mia. Thanks for uh, for asking. So even, even your terminology there, you called it a tethered drone. Uh, we go out of our way to call it a kite versus a drone. And there's some nuances in the differentiation there. Part of it's designations with the FAA. And, and part of it is just real ways the system operates. Um, we say that a drone needs a pilot. We say our system, the photo kite, does not need a pilot or at least an active pilot. Um, and we've gone as far as getting some regulatory waivers from the FAA where for public safety use, uh, an FAA pilot's license is not required for the photokite system. And it's the only system with that designation. So what that means is to date, drone flying for public safety has been quite niche. Less than 1% of first responders have an FAA pilot's license. The photokite system out of the box that other 99 plus percentage of those responders now have an option. They have something that they can fly, largely because it flies itself, doesn't require a pilot. It's one button launch and land, gives you instant situational awareness. And we, we really believe that this is truly transformational for the quote unquote drone unmanned systems industry and really for public safety, because now you can instantly on any scene get instant situational awareness from a system where traditionally it's been very niche. You got to call in a special drone team. Are they available? Is, are they on call? You know, then when they get there, they've got multiple people piloting the system. So I think, uh, you know, some of the differences you asked there, this is something any first responder can fly and it doesn't require an active pilot. And that's why we call it a kite versus a drone. That's interesting. So I guess not having to need a license allows it to be widely adopted. Precisely. I mean, and, and to date, drones for public safety have been 
largely special case, very niche, like we said, only certain people can fly them at certain times. Uh, we see this as something, you know, we're already, as we're deploying across North America and Europe now, something that will become part of standard operating procedure, something that can be used literally. A fire truck shows up on a scene. One of the first things that happens is a photokite automatically launches and is giving um, the, the scene commanders and everybody there a full incident record, live situational awareness. Mm -hmm. So do public safety personnel need uh, like certifications or training to use the system? And, and what are the laws kind of regarding that? So, I mean, even, even with our system, we absolutely uh, require, you know, when we work with anyone being trained on the system. Uh, but that's where it gets quite simple. You know, when we go out and do training, it could take literally 15 minutes. It's funny. We go, we go places and they're like, hey, come train us. We need a, you know, a full day or two days of training. And we're <laughs> like, well, we'll come for a half day. And then about 15 minutes in, they're all training each other. And what we're really making sure is that they just understand the basic operations of it. And then they're understanding how they're using it amongst their team. But the fact that it really flies itself, um, it's just really finding a way to fit it into their operations is where most of the time is not really learning how to pilot the system. Because once again, it doesn't require active piloting. There's no joystick or anything like that. It's literally a tablet with a couple simple buttons to launch, land, set your height, and then the rest of it is just camera visuals. So you mentioned the niche is primarily public safety and, and fire personnel. Has this thing has it saved lives yet? And, and what are the feedback that you're getting from customers in terms of use? Um, it's, it's, we believe it's definitely been part of missions that have saved lives. I don't want to overstep and, um, and claim <laughs> there, but it's absolutely being used daily, uh, actively across North America within fire departments. Um, just to give you some examples of, of scenes that it's been on, you know, traditional kind of live fire, um, active fire rescues and scenes. If you, if you just even imagine you're a scene commander and you put a, a situational awareness system up um, on a scene, you're able to look at the roof and you have a thermal camera on there. One of the first things uh, they want to decide um, at a fire is, can I send people into that building? You know, if you were able to have instant situational awareness on the state of that roof, that can inform you of whether it's it's more safe to send someone into the building or not. Um, another example we just had the other day, um, they were complaining that they didn't have a photo kite on the scene. Uh, Chief was talking about the fact that they he had to make that difficult decision. He sent, um, they believed that they had two people that needed to be rescued into a, into a home that was on fire. And um, he made the call and sent two people in. And immediately they realized when they did their post-analysis um, lessons learned after immediately, you know, almost at the exact same time that he sent the people in the front, the people they were going to rescue went out the back. And he was like, if I had a photo kite system on scene with situational awareness, I would have seen that and I wouldn't have had to put these people in harm's way. So it's just another, another great example of how that situational awareness can be used on scene. Um, we've also been part of some uh, river rescues where it was easy to identify um, people um, on an island um, that was a, 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 in the middle of a river um, and there was a flooding scenario and they were able to identify a homeless person on that, on that island and get a swift water boat out to them. After having the photo kite in the air for less than five minutes, they identified him with a the thermal camera. So we've got the, 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 one of the really fun parts of this um, job and what we're doing is being part of public safety, being part of life-saving missions. Um, we get stories like this daily and um, it's, it's really fulfilling to be, to be working in the space. You mentioned thermal imaging. 
kinds of cameras or imaging systems does the drone have? Is it thermal and and like maybe a regular camera and how yeah, exactly does it? Very good, Mia. Yeah. So on the on the kite, we have two cameras. We have a thermal camera, and then we also have a, an optical camera, which is really optimized for low light operations, and um, that has some zoom capabilities on it as well. So two two camera feeds, and one of the beauties of having the tether is we send really high quality video feeds down the tether into the base station. And then we can disseminate really high quality video from there. Non-tethered drones are usually trying to send that video wirelessly. And there's just natural bandwidth constraints to that. We have virtually unlimited bandwidth sending the video down the tether. So we've got a we've got an advantage there of having some really high quality video. Does the tether allow it to fly in like adverse weather conditions? So I think we really excel um, in, in all weather conditions and especially high winds. Um, one of the things I've learned really over the last year, taking photo kites all around the country um, and, and demonstrating them with lots of different um, police and fire groups, um, you talk to the drone, the, the lead drone pilots in these groups, and they usually say, hey, over 15 mile an hour winds, I don't really want to fly my drone. Usually it's not safe or my battery is going to get drained so quickly I'll only be able to fly for five minutes. Going around the country, there's 15 mile an hour winds mostly everywhere. So if you're starting to talk about a system that you want to become part of every call, every scene, it's got to be able to fly in over 15 mile an hour winds. Um, We're able to fly in 30 mile an hour winds, which is a huge differentiator for us. And and one of the reasons we're able to do that is uh, um, the great robotics work that our team in Switzerland has done where our um, development for the system is. And with the tether, um, we have active tethering, which means there's tension on the tether at all times. And that also helps to steady the craft. And, be, and also part of the tethering, we only fly straight up and give you scene awareness. So we're not flying all over. So the fact that we're staying pretty stationary, we've got active tethering. We also have six motors. All those factors really help us stabilize the system and excel in wind. Well, wow, that's interesting. So from its conception... Was it obvious that public safety was the ultimate direction for Photokite or did the company have to do like some customer discovery or pivoting a little bit? So Photokite's been been around for over seven years. Um, The technology has been worked on by our founder, Sergey, for over 10 years, and it's all been based around tethering. So I think we're really world leading in this active tethering technology and tethered systems. We've had a number of different systems, a number of different markets we've looked at, um, but we really saw the the need and we thought the public safety market was was exactly the right place for this technology so uh, over three years ago now we were totally heads down totally focused on the public safety market with this product and we've designed it from the ground up for the for these markets um, which i think is unique a lot of drones out there on the market they're sold into you know 10 different market verticals which makes sense for their business but we're we're laser focused on public safety and with the exemption that we have now we're in a very unique position because we're really the only system that people without a pilot's license, which is by far the majority of any public safety people, we're their only option right now um, for flight uh, due, due to the work that we've done with the FAA and the type of system we've designed for them to really be you know, pilot free. So I do want to talk about the markets a little bit more. So the company was founded in Switzerland and then entered the US market through Genius New York in 2018. Yeah. So what was that transition like? And and I think this is when you joined Photokai, is that right? 
Um, I joined about a year later, um, okay. but I've, I've been, uh, I was in a unique position as a, as a, as a volunteer on the Genius New York program as an advisor. So I've been aware of PhotoKite for a long time, been helping them, just really fascinated with the company and the team. And I was really excited when I was able to, to join them, um, helping build things out here in North America. Uh, but that transition has been, it's been pretty seamless. It's made a lot of sense. And we've been able to do it well, thanks to largely to Genius New York, all the resources and everything we have here um, at the Tech Garden. Um, if and, and I think some of the unique things about Photokite, you know, we've got this, I, th- I think, really, truly world-leading robotics team in, in Zurich, Switzerland, you know, working, you know, on leading R&D, leading robotics work to get us a system that literally flies itself, excels in wind, like we said, and is truly unique and leading for first responders. Um, uh, credible and, and, and proven enough to get the type of FA exemption that we had. Then we bring that to the, the largest, most advanced public safety, you know, drone, quote unquote, drone unmanned systems market in the world in North America. So it's really a nice marrying of the two. And I think it's really unique having that Swiss robotics launched in North America. You know, that's really the, the right market to launch in. Um, and also we're, we're manufacturing here in the U.S. as well. So it's a made in the USA product, um, you know, with that Swiss robotics heritage launching here. I think, um, you know, from a business and even just uniqueness out there in the space, I, I, I haven't seen anybody doing exactly what PhotoKite's doing. So I think it's really exciting to be doing that here in Syracuse at the Tech Garden. I think a lot of our listeners are actually central New York York based. So what are the benefits of being in Syracuse? Because I think a lot of people find it fascinating for international companies that come here to what we consider like a small town kind of city. And we we do have a lot of benefits in the UAS field. So could you just kind of explain that a little bit more? Totally. I mean, there's a a phenomenal UAS unmanned aircraft systems ecosystem that's been been being built here for over a decade, help from the state, help from organizations like New Air Center, State CEO, Genius at the Tech Garden. A lot of it's been funded through New York State, thanks to Empire State Development Corporation. So this didn't just happen by accident. And the you know companies aren't just, just showing up here. There's been a lot of, of, of hard work uh, in the region over the last decade, specifically for unmanned systems, but then all the aviation and, and, and other sensors work that's happened with companies like Lockheed, SRC, and Census for decades before that. Um, so there's a unique ecosystem here and having the, the FAA test site out at um, Griffiths, having the corridor here now, it's a great place to fly. It's a great place to test. There's great talent here um, as well. Um, and even the, the team we have here in the Tech Garden right now, um, I'm proud to, proud to say a, a large, uh, the majority of the team here traveled from outside of Syracuse, moved here to work for PhotoKite and come to this ecosystem. So it's a it's a nice story of um, importing talent into a UAS hotbed. We've brought in um, you know a company PhotoKite from Switzerland, set up you know North American uh, base here in Syracuse, and now you know pulling you know engineering and other talent from other states um, right here to the region. So that's been uh, I think that's been a great success story, and hopefully we can do more of it. That's the plan. Right. You've hired quite a few employees in the past year. How many now? Um, well, between um, uh, just here in Syracuse, we're up to approximately 10 people in the office here, and uh, we'll be doing some more uh, more growth later this year. The company has grown a lot in the past year, and you mentioned you're, you're an advisor for Genius New York. And I always like to ask this question. 
what is a piece of advice you would give to an emerging startup or, or even what advice would you give to maybe Photokite in like 2014 when it was first emerging? That's a great question, Mia. I, I, focus <laughs> is always the first word. Uh, I, our, our CEO, Chris McCall over in Switzerland, I was just on with him earlier. And I think that's something we talk about every day. Uh, even just to think about Photokite, it's, it's a very cool, unique technology. We get inquiries from, from all types of applications. And it's very easy to go, oh, we can do this, we can do that. And we're, we are laser focused right now on public safety. We started specifically with even a, a segment of that North American fire. And now we're starting mm-hmm. to branch out into more law enforcement and maybe some other applications within public safety. But we've really been laser focused and we're trying to build successes on top of successes. Uh, it's easy, especially when you have um, new cool tech to kind of be all over the place and, and looking at everything. And uh, you know, I've learned that throughout my career with, with different companies we've been in. Um, you, you have to focus, you have to get some of those early wins. And um, I think that's pretty um, universal to, to any startup. So if, if you're asking me for a, a bit of advice for startups, I would say be very clear, focus, you know, reevaluate obviously too. You got to make sure that you're still on the right strategy and path. But once you pick it, you know, focus, get those wins and then build from there. So I want to talk about you a little bit. So what is your personal background and um, how exactly did you come to PhotoCut? I know you mentioned uh, it was a little bit of a connection through Genius. Sure. Yeah. Uh, born and raised in Syracuse, New York, which is, uh, I think, why, you know, maybe you've heard in some of the other answers why I'm so excited that we're doing this here um, in Syracuse. Um, engineering background, uh, started my career at Lockheed Martin on the presidential helicopter program. I was an embedded software engineer, um, made my way through um, some different projects uh, into program management, business development. I worked at an awesome company here locally, SRC, for about 10 years. Uh, we had a division there called Griffin Sensors that was doing some really cool, more commercial UAS work, which is how I got more into the UAS space. And I was fortunate enough to get to help collaborate on some local grants for the region around um, a, something called Project USAFE, which was kind of the precursor for the the UAS traffic management corridor um, and all that great work that's been happening here. Um, and through that work uh, was how I, w- I was asked to, to volunteer to help with uh, Genius New York. So it's just been kind of a, a series of different, you know, building points, if you will, um, in my career. And I've been fortunate along the way to get to work with great people that have given me some different opportunities there. And um, if, I, if I wasn't given the opportunities at SRC and then the opportunity to help on some local grants here, I wouldn't even know, I wouldn't know what Genius New York is. I wouldn't have met Photokite. I wouldn't be talking to you right now. So I've been uh, been very fortunate to get to get to help out on a bunch of different projects here. So uh, my my advice to anyone out there would be, you know, raise your hand, volunteer for for different initiatives you can help with, whether it's locally or within the region, and, and who knows where it's going to lead. Mm-hmm. Do you always have like a sort of entrepreneurial spirit? think so. Um, you know, growing up, I had a paper route. Um, I worked, you know, sales, different retail jobs at the mall, at golf stores and other things. I was a golfer growing up. So that was, that's one other thing I didn't mention. I played, uh, I played college golf while I was uh, studying engineering as well. And then, um, you know, as I moved into to Lockheed and some of these other companies, um, they kind of pushed me into more uh, business side roles. I got to shadow one of the, uh, the top executives at Lockheed down in Owego, for about 18 months, which kind of changed my whole life, life outlook, if you will, and learned the business from the top down. So I, I think I've always had that, that's that spirit or maybe that 
um, slant towards that, but you know, I, I've been given some great opportunities along the way too, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's fun and it's great to see the, uh, the entrepreneurial ecosystem and everything growing down here. And, and you guys with, with genius, you're, you're, you're given companies, a lot of different companies, an opportunity to, to grow and flourish here. Although PhotoKite is very mature now, what is it like transitioning to work for a startup and especially one that's international? I would love to get that perspective. Um, so I, I, mean, I had a little experience. So SRC was great um, when they allowed us to, to basically do a spinoff type of startup within SRC. So that was kind of a, a starter for me back in uh, 2014 um, when we were working on Griffin sensors there. You know, it was basically taking a lot of the military technology they had, leveraging it into some new commercial products and some new markets. Um, so that gave me, you know, some baby steps there. Um, and then coming over to PhotoKite here, um, They've already, they had already done a lot of great work building up the company. Like I said, they've been around for seven years. So it wasn't like I walked in day one. I was like, hey, we're starting this up today. Um, <laughs> but I was able to, at least on the ground here in Syracuse, um, with experience that I, that I did have, um, hopefully, I, I believe I have, and I hope they would, uh, um, the team would agree as well, that I've been able to have an impact on really helping them get into um, some of those North American public safety markets and, and scale out a team here. We're just, uh, I feel like we're just scratching the surface, but um We've made a lot of progress here in the last uh, in the last year. Mm-hmm. I hope so, I'm, I hope I'm talking to you in another year or two, Mia, about many many more hires we've been able to make here. <laughs> I hope so too. I believe it. So what is what is next for Photokite? Do you see yourself expanding to other cities? What's going to happen here in Syracuse? What's um, so on the horizon? Our, our current setup is our our HQ is in in Zurich, where we do the majority of our R and D. You know, leading I think world robotics type work. Um, we've got our sales, product support, uh, manufacturing, and all that happening here in central New York. Uh, we also have a mechanical engineering design team out in Boulder, Colorado. And, you know, as we're beginning to just field many more systems across North America, um, I think, and, and Europe, um, we, we will expand accordingly to support customers, to be able to provide, you know, really world-class products and services for, for public safety situational awareness. So, um, you know, I, w- I would predict we'll, we'll absolutely be growing here in Syracuse and we'll also be expanding across the country. Wow. Okay. Um, well, yeah, I just want to thank you uh, so much for joining us today. I know your time is pretty precious. No, I, um, yeah, I love this. Thank you. Thanks again for listening to the Making It Happen podcast. If you would like to learn more about PhotoKite, please visit PhotoKite.com. We'll be back soon with another episode with a different startup company or entrepreneur feel free to download, leave us a review, or subscribe to Keep in the Loop.